So, good morning. Welcome to the latest podcast from Techman Talks Dynamics. Um, here with my uh, three amigos, as usual, um, to talk about all things dynamics. And I think the cons we've just um, just hit the BC twenty upgrade cycle. So, um, SAS have rolled out, are rolling out. There's been a few glitches. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, there was quite a few bugs. So twenty point one has already been released. Which we had two pauses, didn't we, on the rollout? Yeah, so it, it, the, the um, update started. Um, we only ever got as far as updating um, sandboxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the update was paused completely. It's now been restarted, um, but 20.1 it has been already been released. So there will be um, virtually an, an immediate update again to 20.1, which is bug fixes on 20. And you know, there was part of me that perversely quite liked the fact that there's a few books in there, and I'll explain why, which is, I've never felt that before, but this time. So, because we launched the managed service for our SaaS clients, okay, and because the ones that were on, on we were managing, we delayed the implementation, they all stayed on 19, so they had zero disruption. Because Microsoft have this policy of, right, we're just doing the upgrades, bang, if you don't put any dates in, if you don't kind of manage the process, it goes through much quicker. It was actually the unmanaged clients who got all the disruption, wasn't it? Which kind of sells the value of what we do. Yeah, yeah, we were able to to, to, um, identify the issues when we did the sandboxes and then we we pushed everything back and then now now it's ready to roll again. Now we know that the, the bugs are coming and we know what they are then we can do it in a much more managed way. Work around them. So it does kind of show that you know, yes, SAS, you do get an upgrade, but it does need to be carefully managed, I guess is the word, if, if it's not going to cause you any significant uh, disruption. Because some of the bugs were fairly um, uh, show-stopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, f- <coughs> the, f- the first one, you couldn't log on. <laughs> so, yeah, quite a show-stopper. Uh, so if you, if you didn't have kind of super permissions... Yeah. Um, so you'd set up a restricted set of permissions. There was a new table added, and um, yeah. that wasn't considered with security. And therefore, if you didn't have access to that, it wouldn't even let you get past the login screen. Yeah. So you had to get a super user to go and add that table. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a workaround for yeah. that. Yeah. And it's yeah. Um, Printing. But the, doesn't this of, show the fact that you you know this is where you, it? So Microsoft, I think, do all their testing against a clean, fresh. Cronus Plus with so an older auto, auto user, super, super user. They never put, yeah, they never, you know. Surely not. It. Surely they don't test everything as a super user. Well, you well probably, clearly well, you they probably, do. If you do one one run of the whole test suite, then there's that much functionality you've got to test. You probably need to be a super yeah. user. Well, you must do because if you'd have tested it anything other than a super user, then you'd have got that problem, yeah. wouldn't you? So. Well, I, I mean, I, when we do automated testing, I, I don't think we've cracked the put point of uh, you know we actually still use our license for all the devops stuff mm. rather than using the customer specific license because maintaining a library of all the customer specific license and pulling the right one out would be you know wow we'll probably get there one day maybe but we'll, that's a that's a biggie so the whole permissions thing and i think also it shows that sometimes it's you know it's the upgrade 
because if it had been a new system, probably initialization would have populated that table with something yeah. where you're upgrading through. Yeah, Nobody puts the upgrade in. code in, yeah. and suddenly that's what fails. So it, it does really reinforce the the need to go create a sandbox and actually yeah. do some, yeah. some testing around And also that to process. make sure that we're ready, um, even, even when we've tested, even the, when those updates happen, we've got uh, resources available to help people should they experience something that just nobody's found. Which before. you can only do if you know the date that that upgrade's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. So that's where you need to manage. Yeah. And preferably make sure that not all clients are having the updates on the same day. Yeah. Mm. We, we, we talked about the possibilities of whether Microsoft were considering like a, an inside track where a certain range of customers can go first, you know, and they understand they're on the, the, the fast track. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was a suggestion two, three years ago now, probably. Um, actually, when quality was probably more problematic than it is now. Um, and, and you have it in Windows, you know, you can subscribe to the Insider's Ring. Um, I think it's still called. Um, I haven't been on it for a while. I gave that up. But um, could, could you do the same thing for Dynamics? I think something rather than just everybody. I think it's it's, just, it's tough though, isn't it? Because when it's Windows, you probably have a few people in your organisation that have a laptop with the. That's what I do, a spare laptop with the Insider look, the preview on. When it's your business system, and you're putting yourself on the Insider. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know, brave, brave. Uh, like you guys said, the managed service allowing us to probably stagger when the the updates yeah. are happening is is it's got to be a good thing, right? Because this is not everybody on Monday night where if there is a problem like that. Well, look, the, the communication. We do sandbox first, yeah. and then and then stagger, yeah, stagger the production environments a little bit to make sure that we can we can deal with any any fallout. If you haven't got the managed service, then and obviously you can still like a support case, but we haven't necessarily got somebody that can jump on it straight yeah, away. Different customers have different preferences on the day they want to be upgraded because yeah. I, I weekend well, or some work weekends and sure. it's the busiest part. Of it's the, really important that people understand the there is no rollback. Mm. You know, we mm. can't if if we if we were. If we were doing an on-premise upgrade over a weekend and something went horribly wrong, then you you could potentially revert to to um to the previous version. I guess you could uh, request that support restored you. But, but I, I don't, not back a version though. I don't think once you've gone, it's very difficult be to go because back. almost it means that your 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 backups are, are, are useless. You could no, you you could do it, but not instant. It would take yeah, a little it while. Take, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think you know it, it's not a case of push a button and you can roll back to the previous version. Whether no. that's you know whether that's an update or whether that's a, a new release of software to live, it, it's not a simple case of push a button mm. revert back. Um, so if you did did need to do it, I don't know how long that would take, but I don't think that would be a quick process to request a. a well, we've a never had to, have we? No, not yet. We've always managed to work it through and make sure. <laughs> One day that will come, I'm sure oh, yeah, something oh, will yeah. happen. Something might happen and we but, have to uh, do I it, mean, I, I don't think it'd be quick. I understand from others who have done it that actually it's not bad and, it, and support jump on it and it, you know, um, Microsoft are okay um, around getting that. I'm, I'm not heard about it going back a version, but. That's the thing, I think getting, if it was um, a, a, a data issue or some reason yeah. and you had to, and you had to, just go back to a previous point in time, that's one thing, but to go back to a previous point in time and revert versions, although potentially where you've had all your extensions updated as well, I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, touch wood, I, I can't recall really ever 
Once the first transaction's gone through on the upgrading yeah. system, you're kind of committed in because yeah. nobody could yeah. remember you, what that was and redo it. And if you're so. doing it in the sandbox as well, we already would, and we, testing yeah, it, then. Yeah. And we would much rather put it right than yeah. go back. And, yeah. and actually, yeah. what we tend yeah. to do is put, you know, you'd restore into a sandbox, you'd restore the, the, the old data into a sandbox and then retrieve what you need because it's generally data that you're after mm. isn't it mm. usually yeah it's, it's some updates so that's the bad news <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, no yeah. is it bad news well it's it's, it's real isn't it it's, it's the real world isn't yeah. it yeah. bc20 there was a, there, there were a lot of new features yeah um you know you've seen the documentation that we've we released the manchester service which details all of those new features and how to use them alongside that we've probably had three or four bugs yeah. it, you know on balance mm. I think I would rather move forward on BC20 than not, um, and 20 point more will come hot on its heels and fix them, but, but actually, yes, there's been a, a couple of issues with it, but some of the things that has been released alongside it, and we will get next, and yeah. we'll, we'll put you on that track, will certainly outweigh the inconvenience of um, a, f a few bugs that got introduced. I, I think maturity is arriving because I think, you know, I'm sure it's not just us, I'm sure all partners out there are learning to manage this process. It is quite different, it's not like Office. You know, as you said, Liam, you could have three people who upgrade on Office, find it's a disaster and stop the rest of the organisation. Because BC, Dynamics is organisation-wide, it's a bit more serious, but we are learning to manage it now and, and catch when things go wrong and stop it having negative impact. Yes. For, for me, that's that's... You know, that's maturity, that's the new model working as it needs to for the future. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, it, you know, that's, we are learning what's doing. The other thing I think, you know, the communications, because typically we've always communicated with one person within the client. The, the stuff we did this time to, to, to help them tell everybody else within their organisation, this is what's going to change, this is the date it's going to change on. This is where you can have a preview of it. That sort of stuff, I yeah. think, is just, again, getting that into kind of production mode so that we can do it at scale for all those different clients yeah. is, is really worth doing. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely the benefits that way. There's the few slight issues for me, 100%. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, of course, you're on, you're on track then to get the next update yeah. and the next update after that and all the things that are, are coming, which um, there are many. And, and I think, you know, we are seeing now that um, SAS, the, the migration across to SAS is, uh, you know, the, the, the herd is on the, on the plains, marching across yeah. it. It's, um, yeah, I think there's done, so many good quite, case studies yeah, now. Yeah, quite a few now. The, the last one we did, um, in, in fact, um, the account manager said to me yesterday, oh, they were ready to switch off their old on-premise system. That's now you know everything everything had migrated um they did a full um a full system migration not opening balance or anything like that. full full migration of all the data so they didn't need to keep the old database they're ready for us to shut that down now um very very quickly and that was a very very smooth transition and the more we do and um, the you know the we, we've got our list of gotchas we know what we know which bits are set up we need to redo which bits mm -hmm. are set up um, don't transfer across yeah. job queues use setup things like that um so everyone we do just gets a little bit easier and a little bit smoother um the time that it takes still varies quite a lot um you so you can do um a test run 
and it takes four hours. And then when you do the live, it can take six hours or half an hour. Dep- I think it must depend what's going on around oh, in the environment <laughs> at the time. So that, that, that can be slightly more difficult to plan, mm-hmm. but it, the, the process itself um, seems now very stable and um, very manageable. So that move across to SAS, I don't think is, um, it, it is, is a bigger jump. As, so you've as got the migrations reason. now predictable, not predictable in terms of time, but yeah, predictable that's, in that's terms of quality. That's the only thing that doesn't seem very predictable. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, once you get there, it's it's a pretty good space, and it, and you know, there's lots of now an increasing list of advantages for being there. I suppose the thing, Liam, that's uh, come back is the licensing part of it. Yeah, so there is a few changes there. There is some there? few changes. I, Liz talked about the transition. Um, that Microsoft just announced that the the promotion that they introduced for existing nav users to go to BC is going to be extended. So that was the good news. Um, it should have finished, I think, the end of June this year, end of Microsoft financial year. So the breach to the cloud promo that's now available to customers wherever you are in your. Um, Annual Brett renewal, you can you can move across at any time and they'll work it all out. So these customers have got existing perpetual licenses that want to make the move want to make the jump um, to the latest version or, or ultimately to SaaS, is SaaS yeah. and they get a discounted. You get a forty percent discount. Forty percent discount and that discount off the subscription. Off the subscription price. So you're moving away from your you know one payment on your maintenance every year through to a subscription. And a so these payment. people they need to bear in mind they 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 are going from a per- perpetual license where they would have been paying the same annual cost every year for many, many years. Yeah. That's on a perpetual license, which is based on, still on um, percentage of the concurrent cost, users. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as part well, of the move to SaaS. But for yes, the last yeah, few right, uh, releases right, the of Business Central, on the, it's been named, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of them are on. But, but they would have got the three for one. Yes. So, um, but they will have to go to uh, per user Per month. Yeah, when you go to Bridge to Cloud, you user, go to. But they will get 40% discount. Correct. On that. Yeah. And that that allows you to stick on that promotion for up to four years. You get the first year, obviously, you sign up for 12 months, and then you can extend it by a further three years. So you can have four years in total. So that means you are fixing your price for that four years. You know what the cost is. Uh, per user and, and you are getting quite a hefty discount but at the end of that you 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 have you to move on to, to, to the, the standard pricing to the normal pricing yeah okay i think there's one of those we, we've done it with with few customers you know the account managers come have a chat occasionally and said look we've we've tried to do the maths here on what it's going to look like in four years time if the pricing was the same obviously the, the jump to named users does make a, an, an impact on some organizations when they look at how many people they actually have to list as a, as a registered user. So it's just do the maths. You, you lose some stuff once you go to the platform. You haven't got to do a lot of the, the additional tables. Well, and, 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 well yeah, well, yeah. Well, you, you know, seek, and no upgrade costs. You know. no, if, you, if you're doing a, an upgrade every couple of years, that's that's a significant cost. You've got to pay for managed service. I've just done a plug for that. So, you know, it, it, it's different. Yeah, but that's it's an different. absolute bargain. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah. And we, we talk about predictable, predictable pricing. We tell you how much the money service is going to cost. So you know how much it is. You do an upgrade and yeah, then you, yeah. you get it's the just a, It's just well. a monthly cost. Also it? as well, I think it's a time for people to, especially if any customers have got multiple databases and multiple licenses, it's a time to really look at how you, how you bring all that together. I was talking to a customer yesterday that's in exactly that position and actually, look into the future using the um, one tenant with multiple production environments could offer some uh, some real cost benefits because then you've got you know one user can work across all of those production environments 
um, and in terms of the way that it calculates your available storage and things like that, um, it, that there might be some real benefit in terms of licensing and also bringing everything into this kind of into this neat yes. um, one type of licensing yeah. across the, across the board. You know, we've got customers who've got who might have multiple databases either because they've grown through acquisition or. You know, just because of the, they've they've entered different parts of the business you know, on different localizations, localizations so multiple different parts of the businesses on different versions, different license types, and and it's a real chance to kind of get all that into into a, a, a good structure and potentially offer some real. So um, coming back to the controversial bit, and I'll I'll float this one. You, you're saving forty percent for four years on the subscription, so you know that you you could sit down and work out the value of that as at today, but. My question is: If you're if you're still a couple of years away from getting to SAP, should you continue paying your BREP? Because in effect, does the does the value of the forty percent discount when you get there in a couple of years for four years outweigh you know what you're not getting? Because you're not probably ever going to do another perpetual upgrade, are you? So you're saying don't pay your BREP? Well, because you have to be on an active enhancement plan to take advantage of the promotion. Ah, okay. So that's that's where they've got you. Well, I suppose, I suppose, Liam, if you know, if you're paying two years worth of of prep, and that's I don't know, ten grand a year or something, which yeah, is, is not that unusual. The equivalent of your forty percent discount. What, the forty yeah. percent discount for four years is that going to cost you twenty grand? And and that's the point, isn't it? Every single one of our customers is in a slightly different situation, so it's basically a case of doing the maths of every yeah. scenario, and that's where where we can help. Um, is to lay out the scenarios, what you pay now, what you'll pay in the future, based on all those different different types of promos and um, and, and options. And actually, it might be that the the right because because actually, the, the um, your breps going to go up as well. Isn't it, it is. Which, that was the other big news. So if you are doing those uh, those calculations, you need to. Know I should from, be the voice of doom again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from the first of October, anybody's brep that renews after the first of October, there's going to be it's going to be seventeen percent of your license value, and for at least the last. 15 years, I can remember, it's been 16%. Yeah, so, so when they say that uh, BREP's going up by 1%, that doesn't sound too too horrific until you think about what that actually means because that is 1% of your, the list price of your software. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. when you purchase your software, whatever So I don't know cost, how much percentage year, increase, I can't work out what a 16... Four or five, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's actually quite, um, it, it, it's quite significant, especially if you've got a large license value. And again, that can vary massively depending on at what point you bought the software, but that could be. But if you um, bought your software increase. 10, 15 years ago, actually. You've had a good deal. Yeah, 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 I think that, that's. You're not going to complain. It's probably the people who bought it three years ago, isn't it? But yeah, to yeah. be frank, whoever sold you a perpetual license three years ago, you know, that, well, that, that yeah, was the mistake. Still, that's still probably. some customer's preference, isn't it? And that's, it was. I mean, no, we, it, we've had some customers that we've said, no, don't, and they, yeah. they've insisted that they want to buy. Um, a perpetual license. I maybe I'd have less sympathy that, for them I, because, yeah, because they made that choice. I think our choice. advice would have definitely have been not to do that. But bluntly, you know, again, our, some competitors were selling perpetual licenses up until the point where they absolutely couldn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were we were doing competes two years ago where still the competition were going in and saying buy a perpetual license, and it was just it was wrong, but it was. Yeah, they made the most amount of money doing it, and that was their motivation. But certainly, if you've had the software, like you said, 10, 15 years, then yeah, yeah. then actually, in the course of it, it's not it's not a major increase. But you you need to keep it current if you if you want to be able to upgrade your software. It'll be interesting. If you want to take advantage of the promos. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Microsoft make this a more 
regular occurrence that the, the, the enhancement plan, the BREP, goes up every few years where it's been very, very yeah, static and flat. It's a way that of leveraging people the case to, to, to go, leverage to go, people to SAS, to go yeah. over to, um, to, to, to subscription licensing. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at the value, uh, you know, um, for a BC SAS subscription, especially essentials, what, 57, whatever it is, 40, um, or, or whatever it is, um, you know, you employ somebody the cost of employment. I was driving into work this morning and here in the UK, you know, wage inflation is the highest it's been, employment is the lowest, uh, unemployment, sorry, is the lowest it's been since 1974. There's a real shortage of people. Surely getting your people, if, if £57 is what it takes to make your people productive and get a little bit more out of them, I, I don't think that's outrageous. You know, I think when you look at the software, if it's correctly implemented, it's doing a good job for your business, then actually it, it, I'd, I'd sit there all day that's and say, investment. you're stupid not to, if that's, what it, yeah. if that's what it needs to be to get that person who's probably costing you at least a couple of thousand a month. It, it's, 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 it's brilliant value. I think where we do see sometimes, you know, it's the slicing effect, as I call it, which is, it's not just, you know, very few customers are buying BC on its own anymore, isn't it? They're buying it with quite a few add-ons. And when you start to add all of the, the cost of those add-ons up, that can where you really need to keep an eye on what they're all doing, whether yeah. they're giving you payback worth whether doing. Whether they're being used. I mean, how many customers buy pieces of software and, and then don't use them, you know, use them? Well, they don't even know. I mean, I was at a customer's yesterday and and they had software in there that they didn't even know whether it was being used or not. So it's like, fortunately, it wasn't being paid for. But, you, you, you know, I, th I think that's a situation where... Um, managing again managing this process and being on well, top of it that's the good thing with subscriptions if you'd paid a chunk and we've got lots of customers who paid a chunk of money for some custom development there was a particular requirement and then three years later they don't use that at all you've paid for that it's still stuck in your system and until you come to an upgrade and, and say you're paying to maintain it yeah yeah, yeah. You know, and for a lot of partners you're paying to support it on top as well how many of us have took subscriptions out Oh, yeah, in, in, in your personal personally, life. Yeah. And just keep on paying them. What's this four ninety nine that's going out every month? I, I tell you what, in businesses, that's worse. Yeah. Because nobody has control. And it, this has been going out of the bank for the last 10 years. And we don't, I, I don't stop it, but yeah. I don't really know. So, yeah, what, what and, you know, the number of times like, I've seen that situation in, in lots yeah, of Yeah, it <laughs> needs to be, know, whether it falls under IT or finance, somebody needs to there make needs sure There needs to be a regular review. Yeah. It's you part know, what of the process. Their, their licensing is, is costing them and, and um, you know, when when those costs might change because obviously that's quite a big jump when you lose that 40% discount in three years' time, that's quite a big jump. So I think that's um, that's quite important. You, you're you're absolutely spot on, Liam, because, you know, with my Clever Dynamics hat on, you know, um, we can produce a product, put that product into AppSource, it can be a great product now, and then suddenly in six months time we start noticing, oh, this person stopped paying their subscription, and we go and find some competitor has leapfrogged us. So you, know, you really do have to keep pushing the boundaries of saying, because you, you only get a subscription if you're the best product in that category, right? So you have to, you have to be able to really um, prove that beyond doubt. So, you know, that's where um, traditionally you sold the license. You, they paid, 
10 grand in license invested into your product, yeah, you were charging them, I don't know, 1,500 pounds a year maintenance, 1,600 pounds a year maintenance or whatever, it was such a such a big ask for them to go and spend another 10 yeah. grand on the competitor's product yeah. that they wouldn't very often change. I think that's one of the, the changes about the new world is people are going to go, well, actually, um, yeah. you know. It's not going to cost any more yeah. to switch yeah. product other than the initial Time. training, yeah. potentially, and you know, the learning, it, but... But actually, stop that subscription, start another one. Yeah. You know, stop Netflix, start... It, it, well, it's all to do with it. Disney yeah. yeah. come along and take yeah. Netflix's... Yeah. You've got, to keep, you've got to keep adding. I mean, we, we, we try and do those. I mean, I think, I think it's, it, it, there is it. differences there. So if, if, the, if the add-on is deeply embedded in their business process and they can't really operate without it, they're going to think long and hard. But, you know, a lot of the app source add-ons initially, as included, were, were gap fillers as I call them, which it just did some, you know, a few little things that Microsoft probably should have done, but didn't do. Now Microsoft is doing them. Maybe there's less, you know, less value in that add-on. And also, you know, maybe the competition's doing something that that's slightly a bit better thought through or whatever. And, and they're the ones that I think are vulnerable more than, you know, a completely um, you know, embedded in the, in, in manufacturing planning or, Inventory supply or one of the, the, the core ones in there, they're not going to change quite so easily. But it, it is a different world from the way it was. Yeah. You don't, from a client's perspective as well, it's not just, you know, we go buy a new system every decade and that's it for then, static as is, um, which is a really good thing. You can do continuous improvement in a whole different way these days. So does that cover our BC20? Yeah, I think we've gone all over the place on that one. <laughs> we have. Um, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's interesting times. It, it, you know, talking about ISVs as well, some fun ones with some of the ISVs on the BC20 upgrade, but the, by and large, they've gone through relatively smoothly. I think so, yeah. I, I, I'm not... There's, no, there's certainly nothing holding us up at the moment. You know, the, the products are ready. Given that there was quite a lot of kind of... Um, Stories around deprecation and yeah, so on. Technical but yeah. yeah, you know, technical changes. So the the authorization, uh, authentication. That sorry. hasn't necessarily gone away though. We've we've got a bit of we've got away with that little bit this time because it's not hard and fast. Yeah, you can't this go and create stop. a new can't uh, create new uh, ones, new keys. But, but if you got one there, you can still use yeah, it. Yeah, so the the potentially could be, but we we think we we've we've uh, we've resolved all of those. Anyway. And the t the telemetry should. Um, can tell us, um, you know, if we've got any yeah. left. Microsoft is still saying that there's thousands and thousands of people still using basic authentication. Systems, I don't think. Well, I think not. Not certainly not on SaaS, on premise, yes, but not. But on my my, you know, my point to them was actually until they've done the twenty upgrade, they're probably going to stick on the old way where they know you weren't going to do a testing cycle to move the authentication to. Um, you uh, OAuth on 19 and then do another testing cycle to go to 20. Yeah. So until 20 rolled out, that number was always going to be high, I think. Yeah. They're at, they're, you know, that's where the difference yeah, between the say. theory and the practical is uh, sometimes there's a gap. We've got a few, a few moving off SMTP mail as well. That's caused yeah. some, <clears throat> some challenges to go and get the alternate emailing setup yeah. as well. Yeah. It's just some, some technical changes, isn't yeah. it? The, yeah. I think the the big one down the line is the pricing changes. I think that's yes. um, it's looming, isn't it? That's looming, yeah, and that's, that's going to be um, that's going to be fun. 
you know, just looking at some of the code we've written around some of the old um, pricing to actually do the same thing on the new one is, <laughs> I haven't quite worked out how that works yet. Um, only in a couple of instances, a lot of instances, it's fairly instance, but you've got to go through and, and, and change it um, and, and put that code in to, to say, and when do you do that change? So this is, again, is another factor of, you know, do I have both sets of code to work the old way and the new way, and it just kicks in when you turn the, the feature management on? Okay, in which case, when do you go and take the old code out and how do you know which what old code to take is, out? Yeah, Taking code out is more of a challenge than yeah. putting code in. This is an ongoing battle we have, isn't it? That, um, everybody gets very nervous to take out the uh, the old way, yeah. just in case. Um, and uh, as you said earlier, take it out, see if anyone screams. That's sometimes <laughs> the only way, isn't it? I, I, I did some, some kind of reviews with some of the consultants uh, last week and uh, I was surprised that whether I should be surprised, I don't know, but most of them are using the new uh, pricing features. Certainly Just, for the new installs, yeah, you, you, yeah. why wouldn't you now? Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Um, it, it's, gonna, it's going to be the customers that have had levels and years of custom bespoke yeah. around the pricing that's going to be a little bit more difficult to unpick, I think. I mean, if, you, if you're doing any customisation around pricing, you should use the new. 100%. The new features. Well, I, th I think, you know, one of the principles that everybody out there should adopt is that when you start a new project, you go into feature management, turn everything on. Uh, yes. Go, yes. Implement it the new way. Why would you implement yeah. something that's shortly yeah. about to become obsolete? Yeah. Depends, depends on you, it is. Although, <laughs> although, yeah, if we'd done that with pricing well, when we first released it, we'd have been in a bit of a mess. Go through the pain. Oh, I'm, I'm no, I'm no sympathy because I think you, you're going to have that problem um, sooner or later. I also think that you know when you get, it's like if you've got a project, if anybody out there at the moment has got a project for implementation and he's doing it on 19, even if it's on-premise, go update to, you know, take a week out of your project, update it to 20, and then go into 20 and turn the feature management on. You, if you if you cope with it at this point, implementing something new before, it, before you go live is always, I reckon, probably 25% of the hassle of doing it post go live. Yes. So you're going to save a bunch of money and you're going to save a bunch of hassle. Yes, agreed. Um, so I, I know people in projects sometimes go, oh no, we don't want more work to do. We've just got this working. But go backwards to go forwards because I promise you down the line you will, you will yeah. be very thankful you've done that. Yeah, agreed. So thank you for, for doing this um, Quick chat and roundup. Always enjoy it. Always learn something. Um, thanks to the people out there for listening, and uh, we'll come to you again shortly in the future. Bye.